This is the Amazing Teacher Podcast with Sam Rangel, episode number 19. Welcome to the Amazing Teacher Podcast, where we sit down with amazing educators and pick their brains for tips, strategies, and ideas that you can take into your classrooms and be amazing. Now, here's your host, Sam Rangel. Welcome, amazing teachers, to the 19th episode of the Amazing Teacher Podcast. This is Sam from successintheclassroom.com. Again, I want to thank you for stopping by and uh, hanging out with me and listening to uh, these conversations that I'm having with amazing teachers. It really means a lot to me when I see that so many of you are uh, downloading the podcast and, and listening. Thank you for those of you who are spreading the word about the podcast, telling your friends on Twitter. Um, I just started a Facebook page. So if you're into Facebook, you can look me up uh, on Facebook. It's uh, The Amazing Teacher Podcast. Just go to facebook.com slash The Amazing Teacher Podcast, or you can find a link on the website. So thank you. Thank you for uh, letting your friends know about, about what we're doing here on the podcast. Today is another first for the podcast. Today I have Brad Curry, uh, who is my first school administrator on the podcast. He's a vice principal in New Jersey, and I found Brad uh, a couple years ago on, on Twitter, and I found him because he was one of the, the first people to uh, share on Twitter uh, some of my posts on the Success in the Classroom blog. So, uh, you know, that's always a pretty good feeling when, when someone shares uh, what, what, uh, what you're writing on the blog. So that that right away got my attention, and, and since then I've been following him, and I'm so happy to have him as a guest here today. I really wanted to talk to him about one of his posts that he had uh, called uh, 10 Reasons Why I Should Hire You. He has the opportunity to hire new teachers, and I know uh, my audience of new teachers and soon-to-be teachers, this is, is uh, I think, is relevant information. What does a principal or administration look for in hiring new teachers. So uh, I asked him about that post, and, and he was awesome with uh, with his answer. So listen for that. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview with Brad Curry. Ready? Here we go. Today, I am so happy to have Brad Curry uh, on the podcast. Brad is an administrator. You're actually a vice principal. Is that right, Brad? Correct. Yeah, vice principal in Chester, New Jersey, Black River Middle School. Awesome. And... Um, Brad is actually my very first administrator uh, on the podcast. He's our first vice principal principal on the podcast, and I'm so happy to have you uh, on the show. Welcome uh, to the show, Brad. Thanks for having me on, Sam. This is a, a tremendous honor, and uh, you know I follow you on, in the wonderful world of Twitter and um, all your different blog posts and, and websites and things. You have some great information out there for teachers and administrators that's practical, that's useful. And uh, hopefully in this uh, podcast, I can expand on some things uh, related to the hiring process. That's, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to, um, to ask you about. Thank you for, for those kind words. And, you know, when I first started on, um, on the blog and, and on Twitter, you were one of the ones who uh, were one of my first retweets. And so uh, I've always, I've always uh, appreciated that. And I, I thank you once again for uh, taking time to be on the, on the podcast. No problem. Um, well, before we begin, Brad, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your educational career, and uh, what you're doing now? Sure. Um, you know, I, I started out as a uh, as a coach, actually. Uh, you know, when I was in college, um, I had enough credits. I was able to coach um, middle school and high school basketball, 
Uh, and the whole time I knew, you know, particularly when, you know, going back before that, my junior, senior year in high school, I knew that I wanted to be in education in some way, shape or form, whether it was teaching or coaching, what have you. Um, mm -hmm. Then, uh, you know, I was I, I was hired in 2001 as a middle school social studies and computer education teacher and uh, in Whippany, New Jersey. Great place. Uh, I worked with some outstanding people, worked for some outstanding people. And um, during that time, you know, I really thought that I could even expand my influence further and um, got my master's degree in educational administration. And in uh, 2009, I was hired as a uh, vice principal and athletic director for the middle school uh, for the Reddington Township School District and White House Station, New Jersey. I was there for four years. And then a great, another great experience kind of fell in my lap um, last year where I was able to take on the role of a uh, district supervisor for K-8 district, as well as middle school vice principal, very small district. So I wear many hats. Um, so it gives me an opportunity to get into the elementary schools, which I didn't have before, and just continue to, you know, push innovation, push technology integration, the use of social media in schools and all the great things. It's a very exciting time to be in education. And uh, I'm just very fortunate right. to be able to connect with people like you and others uh, in the social media world and uh, just continue to share, you know. And that, that's awesome. You started teaching in middle school and now you're administrator in middle school. And, you know, if you've, I know you've, you've, uh, you've followed me. That's all I've done is, is middle school. Uh, you know, now that I'm, I'm sitting in an administrator chair, uh, I, I see these kids one on one a lot more than I did as a teacher. And I got to tell you, that's the age, and, and I, I've mentioned this several times on the podcast, that's the age where teachers and uh, administrators can really have an impact on, on their identity. This is, they're trying to figure out who they are, and this is where we really have a, an opportunity to, to make an impact. Do you find that? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, 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 miss the, uh, I miss the classroom dearly. I miss coaching dearly. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm making my return uh, back to coaching uh, this spring uh, with softball, um, our uh, school uh, was, was unable to secure a, a coach for softball, and uh, I wanted to make sure the kids there, uh, girls there had a, a coach, had a season. So I'll be returning, you know, even though I'm not busy enough, I'll be returning to, uh, to coaching. <laughs> and so I'll enjoy that. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, you, you really do have – you're able to impact kids in so many ways as an administrator, um, particularly those that sometimes need some more special attention. Um, uh, depending on what's going on outside of school in our own lives. Um, you can really be a mentor to them. We have a great advisory program. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that uh, you're able to connect with the kids more on a, on a more personal basis. And, um, and, and because you have that uh, time as an administrator to really you know, you know, bring kids in, talk to them, um, I think student voice is a tremendous, tremendously important um, to get their insight on what's going on in school in our own lives. And it's just about, you know, you know, two steps forward, one step back, I think, is a great, um, ex a great way to describe middle school because um, the kids that, mm -hmm. you know, you'll give them some advice, they'll take two steps forward, and then the next day they go back again. But eventually um, your impact on kids makes a difference. It may not be until high school or college or until they get into the real world, but I truly believe that the experiences, the mentoring the advice we give these kids um, matters in middle school. It's a wacky time, especially seventh grade, um, but I think it matters uh, in the long run. That, that's why I uh, 
that's what I loved about middle school. And uh, I, I said earlier, when I, um, when I was in teacher school, I was the only one of my class that put down, I want to be a middle school teacher. And uh, my professor said, you know, you're going straight to heaven because of that. Because a lot, a, lot a lot of teachers really don't want to uh, be in middle school. But, you know, I find that once they're there, they love it. You know, most teachers love it and they, they see the opportunities they have to have an impact. And those teachers who really are amazing, uh, they live for that. They live for that. And uh, so I, I love middle school and uh, and I I enjoy going to work every day just to connect with these kids and, and have an impact. I mean, that's what we want to do in life. We want to have an impact in everything we do. Um, well, I, I want to talk to you about one of your posts, a post that really had an impact on. Uh, on me and on, on my audience, because it uh, it talks about the 10 reasons why I should hire you. You're in a position to uh, hire and interview uh, teachers for, for positions at your school. And I, I thought this post was really, really um, relevant to my audience of new teachers and soon-to-be teachers. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, you put, you said 10 things, that 10 reasons why I should hire you. And let me just go off some of these, and then, and then we can elaborate. And the first one was the candidate truly cares about kids and will exhaust all options to promote their success. How do you how do you find that in an interview that care for kids? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, you know, I, I got to you know, give uh, some shout outs to some people that gave me a chance to, you know, really become um, a, a good interviewer, a person that's able to uh, detect talent and uh, be able to impact kids, you know, Um and that was Kathy Hollinger at Reddington Township School District. And I worked with her. She was the principal. I was the vice principal. She let me really take on the interview process by re, you know, reviewing applications and setting up the initial interviews and things along those lines. Uh, so if it wasn't for people like that, um, you know, I wouldn't be where I am now, you know, bringing in the best and the brightest to impact our kids. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, that's, a, that's probably the toughest part of the interview process is trying to find that person that's going to connect with kids. But it's it's critical. I don't care what you know about math, what you know about history or science. You have to be able to establish a positive and appropriate relationship with those kids. And 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 that goes, you know, it's it's about caring. It's about taking that extra time to get to know kids. And so in an interview process, you know, you got to make you got to make sure you answer ask questions that are aimed at, you know, you know so what do you do to get to know kids on the first days of school? What do you do to um establish or, or maintain that relationship during the school year outside of the classroom. Give me some examples, be specific. And you know, you're looking for, you know, uh, initiatives, programs, things that people have put into place, whether they were in another school district or during their student teaching experience, even if you're looking at their resume, you can tell right away from the first three or four uh, bullets on the resume bullet points, um, you know, what this person's all about. I, I like to look for people who have coaching experience, I think that's critical um, because you talk about that team concept, pulling for each other, um, because that's what you need to do in the classroom. You need to you need to support each other. Um, you need to you know, root for the root for the underdog and, and, and put the kid in a position to succeed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's it's about it's about asking the right questions and really being specific and looking for specific answers to how you uh, begin and maintain um, positive relationships. And then also what's on the resume, I think is critically important. And even taking it a step further, I know with the digital world that we live in now, you know, I want to make sure that people are showing us 
the employer what they're all about, um, whether it's through a portfolio, a digital portfolio, a blog, a video of some sort. That's important to me as well. And um, and there's just so many ways to do it now. And, and that you know, it's very important that you have that relationship with kids. And that's above anything else. Yeah, that that's so that's so interesting that you mentioned that the relationship is more important than how much you know about math or, or your or your subject, and that seems to be a, a theme uh, with all the the teachers and the educators that I've that I've spoken to on the podcast. It's all about relationships, and I think um, you know for the new teachers out there or for soon to be teachers, when you go into the interview, that's got to be you have to be able to demonstrate that you are a teacher that that focuses on building relationships. I think that is great advice. Um, uh, for for anyone looking for a job uh, in the classroom, amazing, great, great advice, um, Brad. Other other um, reasons the candidate is human-like and establishes positive relationships with other humans. Again, that deal with the relationship. The candidate is a team player, which is so so important. Uh, I'm finding I'm finding how important that is, uh, being able to just get along with your your teammates. Candidate is uh, innovative and willing to take risk, which is great. Uh, candidate is knowledgeable. Of course, uh, uh, the one I like is number seven. The candidate saves their drama for their mama. <laughs> Tell me about that. That's so that's so true. But I'd like for you to elaborate. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very easy, and I, I've been guilty of this not a lot of times, but especially earlier on in my career, you know, getting caught up in nonsense that has nothing to do with educating your child. Um, you know, the things that you hear about in, in maybe some team meetings or in the, in the faculty room, the, the, the negative noise being around those types of people um, that focus on things that have nothing to do with, the, you know, promoting the success mm -hmm. of a particular student or all students for that matter. And, um, you know, you, you have to get to the point um, where you want to stay away from the drama and you want to, um, you know, just focus on the positive. And it's easier said than done. And again, looking, you know, in the interview process, you're asking questions related to that and um, pressing questions sometimes, you know, and um, you want to look at their resume and, and what's on their resume that shows experience where they probably, you know, were exposed to some negativity or some drama and then be able to, you know, how did you overcome that? How did you stay away from that? How did you keep your head above water? It, it's very important, you know, because whether you're going through negotiations in a particular, I know in New Jersey we have unions. We go through negotiations and things. Um, staying away from that drama, um, you know, making sure you're not getting too overly involved in kids' lives. Making sure that um, you know you have these uh, clicks and things. Making sure that uh, you stay away from those clickish uh, situations uh, with your colleagues and things. Um, and and just you know, you know, being a real person, establishing meaningful relationships with your colleagues. Because this is you know as I said before. You know, establishing meaningful relationships with students, it's just as important with your colleagues. Even if you don't see eye to eye on things, you have to work together and be together in order for those children to succeed. And it, it's important that you continue to stay uh, focused on the positive. That's why I always promote, you know, and I know you'll probably talk about this in a little bit from that post, but, you know, being a connected educator, um, whether you're on Twitter or LinkedIn or, or Pinterest, what have you, you know, that, that's positive stuff, right? And you're always around positive ideas, positive people, and that just helps everybody involved. And so I think, um, you know, you do some of those things. Um, you keep yourself involved in positive situations. Um, you'll stay away from that drama, which is incredibly important um, as an educator. 
So true. So, and you know, I, I skip right past that one. Number six, the candidate is connected learner. Very, very true. Um, the other two, Brad, I have are the candidate dresses for success and the candidate is so passionate and enthusiastic about their role as lead learner that it becomes contagious. Um, I really want to talk about that professional dress, that success for, I mean, a dress for success. Now, I had a post earlier on that talked about, you know, guys should wear ties and that, that's and that just me. Um, and you got to look professional. And I got a lot of flack from some teachers who, you know, don't agree. What is your perspective on that? Not that you know we're either right or wrong, but as as administrator, how how do you um, how do you view that as far as a, a a candidate for teaching? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Sam. And you know, I, I, first of all, I wear Hawaiian shirts every Friday to work. Um, so uh, I think it's important, you know, that you know you keep Fridays as you know somewhat of a dress down day. Um, you know, whether the staff wants to wear jeans or, you know, sneakers or you want to wear a Hawaiian shirt or you know, what have you, I think it's important mm -hmm. that um, you have that. But the rest of the week, I think you do. You need to, you know, I don't know so much about it. I wear ties for the most part. Um, you know, when it gets hot in the summer months, I kind of go back to the polos. But I think a polo or a tie or something, you, you know, looking at women, obviously, you have to, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're dressed appropriately because when you, when you do those sorts of things, um, you're modeling how important it is to be, um, you know, uh, you know, looking good in front of your your, your students, um, and that you're not dressed all sloppily and things, and um, that contributes to the, the positive school culture, I think, and it makes you um, dress. If you dress apart, you'll act apart. Um, so I just think you feel more professional when you do those sorts of things. Um, so you know, I always you know make it a point. Um, now that now, uh, Bob Mullen, great guy who's a principal I work with at Black River Middle School. Now, he wears a tie and jacket almost every single day out of the year when it's hot out and things. Uh, so that's more power to him. Um, but it's it's definitely, um, you know, I think people respect you more for it. Um, and it just it just goes a long way in, in, in telling your story of who you are and how important education is. Um, even though being dressed up like that really has nothing to do with it, it does have something to do with it. Um, it's all connected. It all matters. And so that's how I feel about that. Right, right. Well, thank you for that, Brad. I, um, you know, I, I totally agree. And again, you want to represent the, the, the profession. Well, the, the purpose of the, of the podcast, Brad, is to talk to amazing educators and to ask them uh, about what it is to be an amazing teacher and how we can be amazing teachers in the classroom. And I know as administrator, you have a pretty good perspective of the teachers that are that are in your school and probably teachers in your district. What are some qualities that are common among amazing teachers that you come in contact with? So the number one quality is that they are always able to maintain positive relationships, not only with the students, but with the parents and the community, all school stakeholders. Um, that's the most important thing. The kids love going to their class. The kids always speak highly of that particular teacher, no matter what the situation is, and they would do anything for that teacher. Um, that's number one. Uh, number two, um, that these teachers provide um, autonomy, freedom to explore the subject area in whatever way is, is most um, um, important to that particular child, the most um, 
you know, the, the child's able to um, explore that subject in a way that, um, you know, whatever way they want, whether it's through technology, through the arts, through reading, through writing, through blogging, you know, creating video, whatever they have to do to understand and, and show what they know about that. The teacher lets them do that. They have the freedom to do that, not once or twice a year, all the time. And it's, it's hard to do. It really is. Um, the, the great teachers in buildings, they, um, they contribute to the school culture in, in more ways than one. Uh, they're coaching sports. They're running clubs. They're, they had, if you need a class cover, they're covering classes. They're doing this. They're doing that. And um, I've been very fortunate in the three schools that I've uh, been in over the last 15 years or so. Um, the majority of people are just like this. And they really care about kids and they want to come to school every day excited and, and ready to share that passion and make a difference in somebody's life. Um, and, you know, to me, another thing that's really important is that these these great teachers um, are always getting better. They're always trying out new things and they're always finding a different way to, to have an impact in class. with A different type of lesson, different type of activity, project. They're always connected in, in some way, shape, or form to best practices, and, and they're, they're keeping up with their professional development. So I think that's incredibly important as well. Um, so those are some of the things I look for, um, or I, that's, that's how I am able to explain what a great teacher is all about. Um, and I, I think it really makes a difference in, in, in promoting the success of a student. Very good. Very good. So, so true. That, that freedom piece, um, letting kids learn the way they want to learn or the way they, they, they can learn, not just putting them in a, in a box, you know, you gotta, this is the way you're going to learn because that's the way I learn. So, so true. So true. Well, uh, Brad, if, if you could sit down with a new teacher and had time for just one piece of advice, what would that advice be? My, my advice would be, um, you know, especially if you're new, you know, is to put yourself around positive people, right? We always tell our kids that as we're, as we're growing up, you know, I know my parents, you know, you know, you're, you are, you know, basically a reflection of the company that you keep. Um, well, the same is true um, when you're working for a school or working in any, any type of job. Um, you have to put yourself around positive people and learn from them, especially when you're new. Um, and, and sometimes it has nothing to do with the subject area you're teaching or how you're teaching. It's just the, the little things that people don't talk about. Um, when it comes to being a successful teacher, understanding the culture of the school, understanding your community, your students, your parents, um, those sorts of little things. If you're able to put yourself with a mentor or teacher um, and, and really understand that um, and, and, and tap into what they're doing, you know, make sure you're going around to different classrooms and observing uh, the te these, these teachers who instill best practices into their classrooms every day, into their lessons every day. Uh, from classroom management, you know, to technology integration, to the different ways that they're able to meet um, the diverse learners. Those, you know, those are the sorts of things as a new teacher you got to be, you got to be doing on your own. You got to be getting out the classrooms, observing classrooms, and you need to put yourself around positive people. And um, the third thing that's really come to light in the last couple of years, I, I, I truly believe that you need to be a connected educator, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Facebook, LinkedIn. You know, Pinterest, what have you. There's a new tool out there called EduClipper where you can clip things, uh, best practices related to education. Um, you need to do that. It's good for your reflection on your practice. It's good in terms of sharing. 
I think the more we share best practices around the world, the better off our kids are. So it'll trickle back down into the classrooms around the world, and it'll impact kids in a, in a positive way. Uh, so I definitely think you need to be a connected educator. For me, that's Twitter. It's changed my professional life. I don't think I'd be sitting here talking to you right now on a podcast if it wasn't for you know having those connections on Twitter and what have you, and all the other different different things I'm doing now. It's just crazy, but um, you definitely need to be connected in some way, shape, or form. So I think those are some of the important things um, when you're a new teacher that you need to really focus on in order to um, be successful. You know, uh, I think when when we first started out, there wasn't anything like Twitter or Facebook. So uh, yeah, I think I think that is so so true. Being connected, and uh, like like you said. I would never have been able to connect with so many of these amazing educators had it not been for, you know, Twitter or, or um, Pinterest or, or, or some of these other social media kind of uh, tools they have. And like I said earlier, I have been just so inspired, inspired by these people I'm talking with that it just it just gets me excited about these these shows. And you talked about classroom management. What are some tips that you would give a, a new teacher about classroom management yeah first of all it's about relationships you know we talked about this earlier that's the first thing you need to do um, and over the years I've relied on some some people in the educational world in terms of you know, but you know you look at uh, you know people like Harry Wong I think um, it's critical that new teachers any teacher for that matter continue to reflect on on Harry Wong's work um, whether you see him on, in person speaking or you read his book, The First Days of School. Um, I know he has a blog post, a monthly blog post on the um, teachers, uh, teachers.net. Um, it's all about procedures, 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 and kids knowing what they need to do on, in every single instance, whether it's sharpening a pencil or raising their hand or going to the bathroom. You know, all those little things add up, and it's all part of classroom management. Uh, so, you know, you have the relationship part, you have the procedures part. Um, you know, you look at uh, the work of Todd Whitaker, um, somebody I look up to, um, and he has many books out. But one is, uh, you know, what great teachers do differently. And again, it goes back to the relationship. It's people, not programs. And, um, you know, the sarcasm and things along those lines is not, is not needed in education. Um, we need to treat people like people. And sometimes it's difficult. You know, you're, you, you have some rough days. But, you, you know, you need to be the adult in the room and uh, do what's best for kids, you know, bite your tongue and then move forward. And, uh, you know, so those are some of the things you know, I would recommend, you know, Harry Wong, uh, Todd Whitaker. Um, I know I'm leaving out people, you know, but, um, you know, those are the sorts of, of uh, people and resources you want to focus on if you're a new teacher, you know, when it comes to classroom management and things along those lines. Yeah, I um, I'm going to put. Harry Wong and Todd Whitaker's link uh, on the bottom of this uh, of the show notes of this podcast, just so people can connect. Brad, do you have a favorite quote that maybe has inspired you that we could learn from? Yeah, I have two quotes. You know, one um, was from when I was in high school playing football. Um, head football coach. We were very successful. We were successful because of the, of the great coaches we had. But our head coach, you know, Sam Jeffries, always said, um, you know, he always dared us to succeed. So dare to succeed was always a quote I used as a teacher, as a coach, even now as an administrator. I think it's important that we all dare to succeed and be better every day. You know, you know, we're, we're in the improvement business, not the perfection business. You know, so every day we can get better. And if, if, and if you don't think like that, uh, then you won't be in the profession too long. Uh, status quo is not an option, you know. 
And another quote um, is, you know, fight the good fight. That's my favorite quote. And if you talk to people who have worked with me, they know that's my favorite quote and one I use in emails and all sorts of things. Um, every day we got to fight the good fight. You know, there's a lot of negativity going on right now with education. Um, and I've been guilty of it too. You get, you get stuck in it a little bit, um, but it's not going to help anybody at all. You know, um, we got to continue to, to rise above that and, and, and move forward, be positive, try new things, be innovative and do what's best for kids, you know, and that's, that's all about fighting a good fight and just, just plowing ahead, you know, and that's what it's all about. You know, every day I'm excited to get up and go to work and, and try new things and, and work with people and, and impact kids in some way, shape or form. And, you know, to me, I have the greatest job on earth and, uh, I'm very fortunate because I work with a lot of people. I've always worked with people who felt the same way, and that, that's what's special about education. Right, right. That, that uh, it, it's it's a great, great, uh, great profession. But like you said, sometimes those we have those days, and you gotta fight the fight, uh, fight the good fight. Very good, very good. Thank you, uh, Brad. So, what is happening right now in your life, Brad, that you are excited about? Oh, there's all sorts of things that I'm, you know, excited about on on a personal level. Um, you know, obviously, you know, my, my family, you know, my wife's an educator and my kids are in school, elementary school, preschool, what have you. And they're, they're enjoying every day, having a good time, having fun and learning. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Um, but you know, on, on a more even personal note, um, you know, I have a weekly Twitter show, sat chat every Saturday morning at 7:30 AM Eastern standard time. We now have sat chat WC, the West coast at 7:30 AM Pacific standard time. We've even expanded that now to Satchat OC. We have people over in the Oceania part of the world, Australia, Singapore, Indonesia, who on, actually it's Friday here in the States um, and Saturday there, they, they host a Twitter discussion, Satchat OC as well. So that's good. That's doing great things. We have our own radio show now on the BAM Radio Network, kind of a recap of, of what we do. So we're having a good time with that. Um, I'm, I'm getting a chance to go out and speak about uh, technology, social media integration, and, and really being a, a a driving force, you know, behind digital leadership and telling your story as a, as a leader now in year 2014. I think that's important, so I can do that as well. And um, you know, right now I'm writing a book uh, for Corin Press on on the, the relationships between schools, parents, and community, how you can foster and grow those um, with new school techniques like technology and social media and things, but also old school techniques, you know, with, with you know, being a, a real person being human, being open, being available, and things along those lines. So that'll be coming up probably in the fall at some point. So I'm a busy guy right now, um, but I'm enjoying every single moment of it, and I couldn't ask for anything more. Oh, that, that's that's awesome. That is so awesome, uh, Brad. Let me know when that book comes out. I'll be sure to um, to share it with my audience, and because I know it's going to be uh, full of great uh, takeaways for for uh, for teachers, for new teachers, uh, veteran teachers. So. Just let me know. Let me know, and we'll get that out there for you. I will, buddy. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience, Brad, before we say goodbye? Yeah, I think, you know, we are in a very exciting time in education. Uh, I truly believe that, even though, um, you know, we have a lot of things uh, coming up here with standardized testing and park, and and um, I know here in New Jersey with teacher evaluation, um, and this is a host of other things that, um, you know, Although well-intended, I think sometimes uh, take on a life of its own, and uh, you know there's uh, you know unintended casualties, you know, in terms of uh, what we're really here for in terms of education. 
that's mm-hmm. the kids, and that's being innovative and really trying to be a game changer in somebody's life. And, uh, you know, I think we just need to, again, like I said before, keep fighting the good fight and, you know, leverage the power of, of the connections we can now have in education um, to share ideas and to, to become more motivated each and every day and bring that passion. If you can bring that passion every day and you're waking up excited, then, then you know you're doing the right thing. If you're not that excited, if you're not that passionate going into work as, a, as an educator, then I think you need to, to find something else to do. So, you know, just keep pushing, pushing forward, be innovative, try new things. And, uh, you know, that's, that's all I have to say, really. <laughs> yeah. Bring that passion every day. Such a great, great quote. Bring that passion. Awesome. Well, uh, Brad, how can we find you if we want to thank you for uh, sharing your, your insights on the podcast? You can uh, follow me on Twitter at bcurry5. You can visit my website at www.bradcurry.net. Um, and, you know, hey, anytime you need a, a live sat chat show uh, at your educational event or you need somebody to, to uh, you know, fill you in on some of the great things that are going on in education, need some help, some assistance, uh, that's where you can find me. I'm always willing to, uh, to help out. Awesome. And we'll put all those links on the, the show notes so that, that people can connect with you. And thank you for, for your time, sharing your time and your insights here on the podcast. Brad, it's been a sincere pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, making the time out of your busy schedule, I know, to, uh, to be on the podcast. Thanks, Sam. Thanks for all you do, buddy. You have a great, uh, great show, great resource with your blog and your website. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. So to the listeners, I know you've received a lot of great information in this episode. So now it's up to you to take it back to your classroom and implement what you learned today. So until next time, be amazing. The Amazing Teacher Podcast is brought to you by successintheclassroom.com. Learn more about being an amazing teacher by visiting successintheclassroom.com or theamazingteacher.com.